going on guys and welcome back to the logan schwartz podcast listen today guys we'll be talking about what i call the black abyss or in other words the societal black abyss now this is my belief so take it or leave it but in my opinion in life there is a societal conveyor belt that starts with school at a very young age. And for those that advance on to college, it essentially pumps many of these young adults uh, down the same line, whether they go to college or not. And essentially, it is to prep everyone for the black abyss platform. Now imagine this conveyor belt of people that are uh, just lined up and, you know, maybe multiple conveyor belts on, you know, stacked from, who knows, maybe miles down. And you just see hundreds if not thousands of people just getting pushed out. And they're entering into this very dark, foggy, or whether the fogginess matters, this very dark room where you could barely see. In fact, the only thing you could see is just one foot in front of you. So if you put your hand in front of your face, you can barely make out the hand, if even the hand. And essentially, after getting pushed into this dark room, right, where before all they knew was due dates, when things had to be done and completed by, so this routine schedule of when to expect things, at what time, at, at what level, at what uh, diligence uh, standpoint. And then they're at the standstill, and they're in this black abyss room where it's maybe a little bit chilly, right? And... The loudest voice that's drawing them towards a certain part of this abyss platform, it, you know, it doesn't sit right with the majority of the people that are in this black abyss platform. And what this voice is saying, maybe even screaming when they're trying to draw them towards the edge of this platform, uh, is... Security, safety, protection, dependability, easy, no stress, done for you, don't worry about it. That's what this voice is screaming or uh, very loudly stating. And the purpose of this voice is to draw these people uh that all they knew was this routine-like, structured-like lifestyle. Uh, and they're, they're, you know, they're almost lost, right? And this voice really is a wolf dressed up as a sheep. I know I'm butchering that, uh, that saying. But as people migrate towards this voice, 
where it gets louder and louder. And instead of it saying security, safety, protection, instead, when it reaches the end of this platform, where people are just standing, open-eyed, blank-faced, just still, these voices instead turn into this isn't for you you can give in you can't you shouldn't it'll be too hard if you do anything else people like you never succeed it's not in your genes this is how you've always been and this is how you'll always be and for some people, they may hear different things. And this is what I call the buy-in. The buy-in period, more or less. Now, some people may blink a couple times and bring focus back to their eyes and say, hey, that's not right. I can and I will. Now, other people, they buy in to this belief system and they look at this infinite darkness with their mouth open with their lifeless eyes and their straight faces and they're just swaying back and forth just buying in to this new belief and for some people it can take sometimes 10 years for them to fully bow down to this belief and essentially this voice after extended amount of time starts to call the shots in people's lives and whether you want to externalize this voice or internalize this voice this is entirely up to you but ultimately not everyone buys in or subscribes to this voice that is pleading people to give up and pleading people to give in and just clock out mentally. Instead, some people turn around and they say, hey, this is not who I am. These are not my beliefs. This is not what I want to uphold. This is not the value that I want to bring to the table or what I want to buy into. They turn around and they just feel this eerie, cool-like feeling, right? That sends a shiver down their spine. And then they look behind them and they say, well, I don't want to go there where I just was, but I don't know where to go. I can't see. I can't see far. But what they can see is just one foot or maybe a couple inches in front of them where they can take one step at a time. They can't see a thousand steps. They can't see the, the entire you know, journey that's laid out in front of them. But the next step, the thought that follows is, hey, listen. If I can make the correct judgment call on each step, and each step I, I go through the thought process and, 
ensure that, you know, am I going slightly to the left or slightly to the right or whatever the case may be, that that judgment call is made every time. And they take this in faith. And this is my belief that they will make that correct judgment call towards the future that they're striving towards or maybe even the feeling that they're running away from. And eventually, this journey that they're traveling through to this dark abyss has different chapters uh, and there's different types of buy-ins per chapter. You know, for whatever chapter that they may be on, those buy-ins, instead of giving up, it can be, hey, you've done good enough. You can stop now. Or rich people are greedy. Or accumulating is not faithful to XYZ religion. And some people may want to stop at chapter 3 or chapter 4. Now, I believe that other people have an inner calling. And they say, hey, listen, just like chapter one or stage one, those buy-ins, that dark voice was bullshit. Same as in stage two and three and four and as follows. And I'm not going to stop until I win. I'm not going to throw in the towel until I feel like I have truly take the potential of my life and wrung the hell out of it. And for those folks out there who are listening, and I know you are, I commend you. And I think ultimately the bottom line of this analogy is that we all understand how daunting life can be. And yes, in this analogy, you're alone. But you don't have to go at life alone. You can unite with people with similar values and similar visions who are all going in somewhat of the same direction. And be, yes, alone, but in the same aspect, united with a team of like-minded men and women, or however they may specify. And for the folks that are still in the first stage buy-in and they have bowed down to this voice, let this podcast be a wake-up call. Because, yes, you may have been bowing down and submitting to this voice for 10 or 15 or 20 years, but ultimately, you can choose to say, hey, this is not true. This is not my belief. This is XYZ belief. And I choose to believe something different. And this is why it's so important to learn to buy in to yourself and to your own vision for whatever empowers you. Now listen guys, I have seen one too many uh, folks or people in my life that have thrown in the towel uh, seeing this eggshell like of a human being and 
for those who feel like they may be in this position or maybe be in stage two or three, some of the questions that I, f- I see myself asking my uh, on a continual basis is, who do I want to be remembered for? How do I want life to feel like when I wake up in the morning? What do I want to see throughout my day in my future outcome or my desired outcome? And how do I want to affect people? What do I want my legacy to look like? Will there be a legacy? And maybe even who do I want to become? along those lines. And I, I know that a lot of my old peers from high school and, and from college, a lot of them say, you know, someday I'll, I'll, I will end up where I want to be. And you ask them, you know, where do you want to be? And a lot of them follow up with, oh, man, I, I don't know, but listen, guys, cut it out. Someday... The win-then scenario, the the what-if scenario, or the vague, oh yeah, I'll, I'll end up there. That's where I'll, I'll want to be. That will get you nothing but disappointment. No one is asking you to have your vision or your life's work defined to the exact comma and dotted line, but at least have some sort of outline. And remember, guys, this can be changed. This can be tweaked because going back to prior to in this episode, it's taking one step at a time and having the faith that when each step is shown to you that you have the courage and the judgment to take the proper step forward, not backwards. So going back on what we, st- we talked about, the societal black abyss, many people buy in to this voice, right, that calls all of us. And my ask is for you to call in the voice inside you, that wants to be more, who wants to become more and do more in life. And before we end this com- this conversation on this uh, for the podcast, I'd like to end with a reality check with a ninety second recap. It's been about two weeks or a week and a half since I recorded my last podcast. I've been a little busy, and the purpose of this podcast is to share my personal experience as I take a a thing that's essentially worth nothing and make it into $1 million worth. And uh, I know that I've seen a lot of people out there that have been there and done that and they're often not relatable. And that's why I've made this is the relatability factor. So I started an LLC and all that's been filed. In fact, right when I filed it, they wanted Instantly wanted my money, you know, for this and that and the other. I was pretty shocked. Uh, like, oh, right when I got my EIN number, 
I have my business checking. It's all it's completed. And uh, I currently have $500 in that account. Now, I had to spend $27 on 100 or 250 checks. And uh, I think around $240 in miscellaneous LLC fees that I have checks right now that I'm sending out. And uh, I worked out today, which I'm proud about. Uh, however, last week I did miss out one workout. And I was talking last time about making business flyers. Those are completed. They are in. And I have fairly minimal procrastination that, uh, that I did today, which I'm proud about. But regardless, guys, that's my reality check for this Tuesday evening on the 14th. Until next time.